there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're tuned in to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Nerd of Godcast, that place where Christ culture and nerd culture meet each other on the border of the right side up and the upside down, gaze longingly into one another's eyes, and head off to Scoops Ahoy for a triple butterscotch dip. Uh, my name's Tony, and for the next few minutes, we're going to be talking about all things to, uh, that, that make us geek out and give glory to God, the things that affect our faith and our fandom. But I'm not going to be doing it by myself, because with me, as always, is Steve-O Supremo. What's up, everybody? What's up, Steve-O? Moving around the table. She's sweet. She's salty. She's conveniently pocket-sized. It's Jackie freaking Wilson. Looking thoroughly upset and confused. You did, you did it out of order. I, <laughs> I'm doing it in the right order. This is the order that works it's for me. All upside down and backwards <laughs> and wrong. Wibbly wobbly. Uh, it is often imitated, never duplicated. The big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. I'm just out here flaying my mind. That's how I feel. Sometimes sassy, always classy. From the island of enchantment, it's lovely Lady Lee Smiley. Hi, friend. I can hear you <laughs> properly. And our super genius. Mr. Mitsubishi himself, hey. pushing all the buttons to keep his bucket of bolts flying. Let's give it up for Nicholas Sadler. Hello. What's Hi up, Nick? Nick. Hi, Nick. Well, let's get right into it tonight. we got a lot going on. We'd love for no. you to join the conversation and be a part of what we're doing tonight. The best way for you to do that is to follow us across all the social medias on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. You can also check out our blog at nerdofgodcast.com, or you can email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you, connect with you, and exchange whimsical animated <laughs> gifts with you. Uh, you can also give us a shout on our Nerd of Godcast hotline. That's 760-N-O-G-C-A-S-T. That's 760-664-2278. We are a listener-supported podcast, so visit us at patreon.com slash nerdofgodcast. And if you really want to be the place where we all hang out the most, visit us on our new Facebook small group. Uh, that's right. It's called the Nerd of God Squad. You hang out with us over there. We share memes and laughs and uh, have a lot of great interactive fun. It really is my favorite place to hang out online right now, Nerd of God Squad on Facebook. Guys, this is episode number 93. 93? How do you say that in Spanish? 93. 93. Yes, 93. That means we are just a, a handful of episodes away from episode... 100. 100. 100. 100. 100. Do nothing. Li- I don't know why I did that. Like country. country. What? 100. Do nothing. Li- I you fired. Walk into the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you start so far back? <laughs> oh, it's a thousand. I thought it was a hundred. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> and I would walk 100 <laughs> miles and I would walk 100 more. So, I apologize. For those of you who have endured that and are still listening. <laughs> yeah, this is dumb already. Right. <laughs> I am deceased. Yeah. Uh, we're going to have a big, a big party for our 100th episode we're gonna yeah! have food and fun and a live studio so audience excited. we're gonna be giving away named bottles of new coke or not or no, maybe not. that's not gonna happen that's probably not definitely yeah. not gonna happen not on the docket yeah not not one of, not on the agenda uh we're gonna have a big party we're gonna have food we're gonna have a live studio audience and we want you guys to be a part of it if you're in the orlando area you're gonna be around here on october the 8th uh, you guys can come out and be a part of the Nerd of Godcast 100th episode. Spectacular. You can get your ticket right now online at nerdofgodcast.com. It'll link you to our Eventbrite, and uh, you can get your ticket. Uh, there are a couple ticket options available. One is studio audience, and that is a free ticket. 
And the other ticket is one where you can be part of a special VIP party, which means afterwards... We're having a party? Well, yeah, we are having a party, definitely. We're having a party. And if you buy one of the exclusive ones, it basically includes everything that's involved in the free ticket, but we're also going to give you a mason jar filled with Neff's bathwater. Nice. Well, okay. You can use that to conjure up some weird things. <laughs> That's we're not using, true. We're using the hot tub for this one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, there is no second tier ticket. It's all free tickets. But um, but definitely get your ticket so we can make sure to plan for who's going to be there. Have you seen this one girl, this cosplayer, that she's selling her bathwater online? No, like, no. What? It is the gamer girl thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That sounds yeah. gross. And for 30 was bucks. It Princess Doom Kitty? I have no idea what's who it is. Disgusting. I don't even want to mention her name. What is more disgusting than she's selling or people are buying it? Put a pin in that, Jackie, because I want to come back to that in a second. Okay. So, yes, she, she's, I guess, like a cute girl, right? Like, she's, she's a cosplayer, and, uh, and guys know. find her attractive, right? I don't... That's so gross. I, I'm a married man, so I, I don't look at women like that. But uh, it, it, apparently on the internet, not so. People are going, and she decided, I guess for attention... That she is going Sounds to be selling right. usually why it, why her bath water. Now, I, I assume so there's some She's kind dumb. of you know titillating aspect to this, but uh, yes, stupid. What? I think for thirty bucks for a jar of bath water, plus shipping. Wait, is I this think, a business that listen, anyone can get into? It's not something you should do, Lisa. But, but people, I'm people that are a little, saying. people that are a little creepy want to buy it because am, it, it's yeah. touched her hiney. I am yeah, more disgusted by the people who it, buy it yeah. than her selling. Okay, so now here's the thing, Jackie. You said headline. People were getting sick from okay, it. Okay, so now they weren't getting sick from touching the jar. Uh, no, no, no. Oh, my gosh. So, ew. Yeah, so I don't even want to know. I don't uh, even want to know what the speculation I is. Uh. I did not read the article. I just saw it and was like, that's gross. Somebody call continue. the police. <laughs> Ugh, that's disgusting. Distribution of hazardous materials. So I figure if a cosplayer can make some money on this thing too, we're gonna we're gonna bring it back and we're gonna do it for the kingdom. So Neff, we're selling Slap your bath water, buddy. It. Do <laughs> not ingest his bath holy water. For God's <laughs> sakes, we're, we're gonna call it Neff juice. Neff <laughs> 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 juice. Name pending. No, it's the blessed that juice. That needs to die right now. <laughs> Ew. Please stop. Ew. Please don't. It drizzled on his this. chest <laughs> juice. Oh. And guess up. what? Please it's stop. the best juice. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna throw up. I'm gonna I have bad dreams. <laughs> All right, I'm throwing up. Hey, does, every uh, every dollar spent goes to my therapy. So. <laughs> and the and the impending lawsuit. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's don't buy people's bath water, everybody. All right, that's oh, gross. gross. It doesn't matter if they're cute and they dress up like your favorite anime character. It's gross. You're better than that. Okay. Oh my goodness! Uh, well, we're getting a great night tonight. We got a lot planned out ahead of us. We're actually about thirty minutes ahead of schedule, so Yay. we're gonna blast right past uh, our next uh, feature here, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about some people who are winners. You guys, winners, winners. Do you like winning stuff? I do. I do. Yeah. It gives me great satisfaction. So, what's something? What is something that you have won? One time in like second grade, it was for Easter. We had an Easter egg hunt, but I wasn't aware. Like I thought we just went outside and we're looking for these things. For, you like, didn't know there was a competitive I exactly, aspect to I it. I didn't realize there was any competition to it. I was just joyful and like, look at me. <laughs> All chubby and innocent and picking up eggs. <laughs> a little, a little and, chubby. Little, I, I'm just picturing like a little plucky duck version of you. Like. And and I just <laughs> it, we and at the end of it, I remember our our teacher. Her name was Mrs. Camacho, and Mrs. Camacho went up there hey, and she's like, Rico? "Yes, it's like I can it. smell so the empanadas." So wasn't it just Senora? <laughs> <laughs> 
and Miss Camacho went up there and she was like, okay, everyone, so look in your baskets. If you found the white egg, it was like the white egg with the silver, I don't know, let's say like the silver coin in it or something like that. If you found the white egg with the silver coin, you won this great prize. And everybody was like, going nuts checking their baskets looking through and i didn't have that many eggs but i had a white egg and i opened it and it had a silver coin and again i'm like not even aware that this is happening i'm like is it this thing that you're looking for <laughs> and she was like oh my gosh and she was so excited and she gave me this ginormous basket had a huge bunny in it and lots of chocolate and all these other kids were like what they were so just upset that i won but i won it was my first taste of victory and from that moment on it's all gone downhill that's why i'm so competitive <laughs> that was it peaked in second grade <laughs> um but i kept that basket for years like i think i we just before we moved here is when we finally were like yeah we don't need to like travel <laughs> the, leave the country with this basket anymore but i kept that basket forever because it reminded me of my victory Aww. i i uh i once won a spelling bee in my, in my class i think in second or third grade and uh, i remember studying because everybody who won their class got to compete in like a school spelling bee. So I studied, I studied, and there was one word uh, psychologically that I learned how to spell in third grade, and I was so proud of myself. And I was like, <laughs> what word was it? I don't psychologically. Oh, he psychologically learned how to spell it. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. Well done. Um, so I learned how to spell this word, and then uh, we get to the actual spelling bee, and I lose on the word vegetable. <laughs> Oh. And that swore off it from that moment forward, and that's how I became the man I am today. <laughs> but um, so I, I guess Vegetable. I didn't. I guess I just lost. I lost. Um, there was a small victory and then a big loss. Yeah. So that's the story of my life. Oh, it's kind man. of it's kind of like my autobiography. You know, a little win followed by a big loss. Nah. Quit story. Quit enough story. <laughs> Steven Okay. So I pick have, pick from one of the many experiences whoa, that you have. My many victories. Um, there well, because there's one that I didn't really win, but I still won. If that makes sense, and there's one where nope. I actually I felt like a, I felt one. like a boss at the end of it. You Tell won. us whichever one is the better story. Okay, so who's bad? Oh, they're both the kind of mediocre. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so is it really like one of one of them was kind of cool because I because I ended up getting then a go little, go little with more. that one. Okay, so when I was in third grade, they used to do this uh, uh, fundraiser <laughs> uh, called Pasta for Pennies. I don't know oh, they, I remember that. Yeah. So, and the thing with the school was whoever got the most pennies, like the top six kids who got the, who had the most You'd pennies. You'd win pasta? Well, you, you would basically win a limo ride to like a, a pasta dinner. Ooh, that's so what? So my, my mom worked at the post office. Hashtag goals. My in third grade? My, yeah. Well, it was every year, but this was the year I won. And uh, <laughs> so my mom worked at the post office and basically you had like two months to, to raise this money. And she went to the post office and started telling people, hey, you know, give me all your extra coins. So I ended up getting like $150 worth of coins. Oh, wow. And I turned it in and I was like the number one in the school. So I got me and like five other kids. I was the only one that wasn't in fifth grade uh, that won. So we took a limo ride to a Pizza Hut buffet. And uh, I enjoyed like, myself thoroughly. Oh so you won gosh. because your mom tended to be homeless? No, my mom worked office? at the post <laughs> office <laughs> and asked her co-workers for their oh, spare change. I was, was going to say, like, <laughs> give me your, Where did you give your change. Give me your change. I don't know. That's a more interesting so story. So. Lise Monty and I won a contest. Did I tell you guys about this? Yes, you, you did. did. Okay, the other day. on air. Why are we talking about this Yeah, you've already told this story on the podcast. Oh, I'm so sorry if I'm boring you there, noodles for nickels. Pasta for pennies. Whatever. 
Noodles for nickels sounds so much oh, better. Man. Inflation. Um, okay, well, I'm talking about this because at MegaCon, we had people sign up uh, on our newsletter, our mailing list, and, uh, and and by doing that, they entered into a contest. So for everything that they liked on social media or for all the shares that they gave, they got entered into a contest, and we have our winners. We're ready to announce Yay! them right Yay! now. Yeah. Yeah, so um, and this, these are actually pretty cool prizes. Uh, and, and I want to announce the names of the winners right now. We're going to be emailing them, but this is, they're all verified. We have a grand prize. We grand. have a first, second, and third prize. So there's grand and then first, second, third? Correct. Grand is first. Okay. Grand and then first, second, third. And for our third prize winner, we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven third prize winners. Nice. nice. Third prize winners are going to get a Nerd of Godcast t shirt. Nice. They're going to get decals. They're going to get an autographed photo of us. And, uh, and our winners are Becky Warren, Woo! Christian Becky. Molinari, Woo! Joel Blevins, Joel. Blevins. Alex Davis, Alex. somebody named Vidax. Vidax. Oh, that sounds like medicine. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like, like, a, like a, a weapon. German death metal band, right? <laughs> we are Vidax. Sorry, I'm not making fun of you. Thank you for signing up. Bradley Taylor. Yeah, and Raven Sammy. That's I thought so you were going to say Raven Simone. I was so excited. Well, She's a, I don't know if I would be as excited as Raven Simone. <laughs> I, I don't know that uh, that's anybody's real name, but that is what they, they signed up as. So congratulations, you guys. We're going to be contacting you with your Yay. prize packs. Yay. Yay. Wait, who's the grand prize? Uh, our, we were getting there. I'm oh, building to that. I was confused. We're at third right now. <laughs> uh, in our, our second place winner with a Funko Pop vinyl prize pack, is Valerie Baker. Valerie Baker! And I guess I, Baker. I don't have their locations, but I, I mean, I do on my, my master spreadsheet, but I don't have it right here. But uh, these are people that, that from all across Florida and even a few from across the country. Nice. Um, number, uh, our first prize winner here, they win a movie night prize pack, including oh, wow. Blu-ray movies, oh. snacks, a Nerd of Godcast 30-ounce tumbler, actually, nice. and, and a couple other little things we're going to throw in there. And that is... B.J. Hyatt. B.J. Hyatt. Congratulations on winning first prize movie night prize pack. And this is a big one here. And now now we did this through a website called Gleam. So they give us, like, they randomly pick all these people and give it. But uh, but this is really cool because I uh, don't know personally, but I know the name of the person from social media interactions. Um, Winning an original piece of art. From official Ness, uh, E.J. Nieves. Uh-huh. This is actually a valuable prize. Like the yeah. ca- the cash amount of this thing is significant. Mm-hmm. Um, winning also the Nerd of God Cast prize pack with the signed picture. Ashley Cronenbitter. Hey, is that our Canadian patron? No. She and she is she is a patron actually. A patron. Yeah. So Ashley Cronenbitter, thank you so much. Congratulations. Uh, we're gonna have official nest send you out. Uh, that's why I, I sent her a message when I saw this today, and I was like, "Hey, who's your favorite hero?" Because I want to make sure that EJ sends her Aww. something that that she likes. So uh, she's awesome. gonna have something special coming her way. Uh, a, a handmade work of art from Official that's Nest so Studio. Awesome. Uh, thank you, EJ, for for donating that. Yeah. You guys can yeah. follow EJ at Official Nest N E H S. Check out all the stuff that he is up to right now. He's uh, looking for a hipster kimono to wear. Uh, <laughs> uh, thank you guys so much. Everyone that signed up for our newsletter, we really, really appreciate it. Thank you for connecting with us yes. at Megacon and beyond yes, yes, and yes. being part of Blessings. the Nerd of God cast mm-hmm. squad. We're so thankful for you guys. All right, we're going to we're gonna play a quick game. Yeah, Ooh. I'm excited. I love guys, games. Who's a good storyteller here? Uh, you. You are. And Jackie. What? Me, I are and Jackie. <laughs> Am I? You are and Jackie. All right, so um, Jackie, you want to tell a story? No. All right. 
<laughs> Good job, Jackie. Here you go. That's your card. Don't look at it yet. Oh, Lee Smotty, I'm going to give you one, too. And, uh, can I have a card? You can have a card. Okay. Okay, so now what's going to happen is somebody's going to start telling a story. Ugh. And uh, so they're going to have a prompt. So on their first card, this is just kind of a, a little tutorial thing. So their card will say, I read an article about a new invention that's going to change the world. So they have to take that and then... Uh, what everyone else is going to do is they're going to ask questions to kind of get the story out of them. Their answers have to involve whatever the word is on your card. Wait, what? So you might say, okay, I invented something that's going to change the world, and then I have to ask a follow-up question, and the answer that the storyteller gives has to have the word on the card that That I show them. That she has. That no, I that I have. Yes. So if I said this, you would show me your card, and I would have to say, and I'd have to word the word throat oh, into the answer. Okay. And I only have thirty seconds to do it. Oh no. Per question. Per question. But you have to. The other person has to come up with the question. Yes. So does that mean that, like, do I tell you what the word is? So that yeah, you should. Okay. Yeah, I don't have to just like guess. So the, I ask a question based on what my white card says. Correct. But you also get to see my white card. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm just making sure. Yeah. Make so sure. there's two different roles, and there's there's the black card storyteller, and then everybody else is a white card questioner. <gasps> okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. This so is... uh, all right. So I'll start us out then. I'll use my black card. I'll start us out, and then I'll, I'll try to tell a story. You guys can ask me questions. So go ahead and look at your white card now, right. and you can try to set this thing up however you want okay. to. Okay. I was so hungry that I had to do it. And then we have to ask the question. So when you have a question, I'll flip the timer. I have to answer the question using the word on your card. I was so hungry that I had to do it. Well, where were you looking around at? Uh, (laughs) Dark. Um, I I, I was looking in the refrigerator... But when I opened the door, the light didn't come on, which immediately threw me off because I'm not used to my refrigerator being so dark. Yes, but why are your clothes so wet? (laughs) Well, as it turns out, I had been on a boat and I fell over. I I was drowning, and that's when I realized I exerted so much energy, I needed to refuel with some food. And how did you get people's attention when you were drowning? Well, first off, I tried yelling, but there were so many people laughing and, and having fun that I knew it wouldn't stand out in a crowd, so I decided that I had to sing. So I was singing as I was plunging under the water. I was singing, I'm drowning! And people really started paying attention at that point. But oh. I thought you were allergic to seawater. You know, it's so funny that you would say that because I am uh, allergic to seawater. When I came out of there, I was itchy all over. I was so tired and so scratchy and so hungry, I had to go in the refrigerator, even though it was in the dark, and find something to eat. So, I didn't say it was an interesting story. It's okay. <laughs> okay, well, so now we know how to, how to play the game. That was sort of a, a tutorial round. So uh, we'll, we'll go, who wants to go next? Who wants to ask? All right, okay. I'm going next because... Get it out the way. Okay. <laughs> All right. So it says, I am not who you think I am. What were you doing in the park that day? See, I got, I was bored and I left my house and I felt anxious. So I decided that the most relaxing thing for me to do would be to look at the lake and just stare out at the turtles and, and watch them. That would soothe me. But I thought you were afraid of turtles. Yes, so you see, it got emotional for me because I was stressed. Because even though the turtles were cute from a distance, they they made me feel fear. I started crying. The tears started pouring out. So how, how much do you fear the turtles? Not significantly, like enough to where I got tearful. Like it was, it's just a tiny bit. A ti- enough that I was like freaked <laughs> out and stressed, but from a distance. So this isn't like you at all. You're not at all who I thought you were because... I, I I thought you loved turtles. Are you afraid that they're gonna like do something to you? 
See, I had this nightmare once and I was asleep and and I was laying on a beach on sand and all of a sudden a turtle just crawled up into my mouth and got inside of my body <laughs> and laid eggs in my belly and I've just ever since then just had the weird thing against turtles. You are not at all who we thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, it was better. It was better. It was good. It was good. horrifying. All right, so let's. Do I don't know why I got so southern while I was telling my story, <laughs> but the more I talked, the more I felt it. I made believe it. She started feeling like them turtles. Watch out for them turtles right there. I tell you what. Um, all right, oh, so who's who's next? I'm next. Okay. Don't make it hard for me, please. This morning I woke up late and noticed that I was not alone. What? What? What was with you? Well, I, I looked around, and, and there were several things. I, I, had a, I had a feeling of a presence, but I looked up, and the first thing I saw was a painting of George Washington staring me down. I thought maybe that had been the presence that I felt. How do you feel about George Washington as a president? He's not really my type, but, you know, <laughs> as far as, you know, presidents go, I mean, sometimes I like him orange with a wig, but, you know, sometimes I like him, you know, black as the night sky, but, you know... <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I all I knew that there was something in that room and it was making me feel some type of way. Do you find that your opinion on George Washington often gets you in conflict? Well, you know, I, as I was trying to figure everything out, you know, I I started talking to George Washington trying to figure out the painting. The painting, the right. painting. You know, trying to figure out maybe it was him, something was calling to me. So, I I was talking to him trying to figure out, you know, you know, if that's what it really was, you know. Mm. And ultimately, the painting was just a painting, I assume. Uh, so what was in the room that you felt the presence? Well, you know, historically, some would say George Washington was the very thing that was in my room because I turned around and right behind me was a monster. A monster? A monster. So you weren't alone? No. Did it eat you? No, it was actually, it was Benedict Arnold. <laughs> He's a the, monster. The breakfast eggs? <laughs> yes. Wait, wait. The, the actor? Same. Dr. Strange? <laughs> the actor? <laughs> Nailed it. All right. All right, I'll go. I'll go now. Now, here's, here's a card. Thanks, oh, Pop. Okay. Okay. Here's a card. All right. So, mine is... I have a new theory about life. Thanks, Mom. How much time do you have to talk about it? Not a lot. I only have about like a minute or two. I, I, it's <laughs> it's a very quick theory. It's a quick theory. It's a quick theory. So what? So where did this theory come from? Well, see, I was in I was in my friend's lab the other day, and I was staring at this monkey that he had, just trying to figure out what was was the monkey thinking, and then it dawned on me that maybe this monkey is the key to this new theory about life. Well. I, I know you said it was a monkey, but, you know, could you have mistaken it for some other kind of primate? Great question, Neff. I th <laughs> it might have been. Uh, it could have been a chimpanzee or it could have been a like a spider monkey, but it just seemed like a regular old like a uh, monkey. So what exactly is this theory, this little epiphany you had on this new theory of life? See, after I was talking, talking with the monkey, trying to get it to talk to me, I went home and I watched the movie Frozen, uh -huh. and I realized that if monkeys could just really access their feelings and not just hold it inside of them, maybe, just maybe, we could learn to access our feelings too and be able to communicate with each other And you better. got that from Frozen? Con yeah. Conceal, don't feel, monkey. <laughs> exactly. I think you just need to let it go. All right, good stuff. Anybody else got a story? I, I haven't gone. Yet. Oh, okay. yeah. That's right, Jackie. You can do it, Jackie. Okay. I'm Everyone's got their card? Yes, sure. Okay. I got, I got, stop giving me cards. <laughs> Everything around me seemed to be going into slow motion. How did that make you feel? 
Well, it was raining, so wet. <laughs> well, wait, 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 elaborate. <laughs> well, it was raining outside and a car was coming right towards me in the rain. I don't think they saw me because it was raining. Did that freak you out? What did you do? Uh, I immediately started praying. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel from that driver <laughs> so because what, they're going to hit me. So what I'm wondering is if you're kneeling down in front of the car as it's coming at you, what did you do next? slapped the hood of the car and said, hey, I'm walking here. <laughs> and what did, what did he proceed to do? Um, well, <laughs> the guy jumped out of his car and I think he was on something because he was just in his underwear. <laughs> it was strange. I'm going to keep asking you questions. Um, so is this the strangest thing that's ever happened to you before? I mean, I'd be lying if I said it wasn't, so. So what happened? Go ahead. So the guy got out of his car. What did you do next? Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, he started, like. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. The word is is touching. He apologized. And it was a very touching way that he said it. What Steven said. Let's touch go with that one. That's the, okay. that's the so, appropriate So everything worked out and everybody was safe? Yeah, he kissed his car and said, good girl. <laughs> Great job, Jackie. That was Great. pretty good. Terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> we saved the most awkward story for last. This has been Awkward Storyteller, everybody mm. here. On the that was fun. That was, was fun. Okay. I enjoyed that. You know, that. you should have people try and guess if they can, like, if they can guess, guess what, what the, the word, word was. Steve-O Supremo, what time is it? Well, I hope you guys are ready because it's time for the worst thing ever. Uh, da, 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 da. I hate I hate that music so much. Why? So much Jackie, cause, you go. perfect. Because fart sounds are, are childish. It's a rude underleg noise, Steven. Tell us what we got on the docket tonight, brother. So tonight, uh, wait, don't we need to go over what happened last time? I have the statistics right here. Before we go about what's happening this week, let's figure out what happened last week. Tony, Last week, we had Batman versus Superman, Dawn of Justice, Mm. uh, against Daredevil from 2003. So if Mm. I had to guess. That's Affleck v. Affleck. (laughs) If I had to guess, I would assume that people would have voted that Batman v. Superman was worse. Therefore, it moves on. That's my guess. Batman v. Superman came out narrowly. Being decided as worse than Daredevil wow. at fifty-two percent wow. of the yeah. vote. That sounds about right. Fifty-two percent. BVS had Wonder Woman. Yes, but Darede- and that, and that is true. But, but Daredevil had Elektra. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> you mean the lady who, at one point in that movie, beat up a blind guy? They all. They both. <laughs> That's Daredevil. Everybody tried to beat him up. That's the point of the well, movie. They both spawned spinoffs. That's true. Uh, with those, with yeah. the respective females, one of them, get, one of them has Wonder Woman ninety percent, arguably better. <laughs> arguably, I think I can make the argument that Electra is one of them is had, better. One of well, them had you're going to get a chance to do that, Stephen, because tonight our uh, worst thing ever contestants are Fantastic Four from 2005 versus uh, Electra. Electra. Uh, All right. Uh, so this week it's 2005's Fantastic Four versus Electra. That's the uh, that is the Chris. Uh, Chris, Chris Evans, Evans as, fan, as Human uh, Torch. I love that It's Chris Evans. I love that yeah. I think Jessica Alba. Michael yeah, Chiklis. Michael Chiklis and the guy who wrote, And the guy who wrote Amazing Grace. <laughs> he didn't write Amazing Grace. He was in a movie where he played the guy who wrote Amazing Grace. <laughs> yes, but I don't know his name. is like Ian Michelle. Ian Gruffeld. Gruffeld. Ian Michelle? Michelle is what I said. Ian McClellan. 
whatever. Ian so, so where can people go to vote for this, Stephen? Uh, where can they go to vote for this? That's Tony? right, Stephen. I'm glad you asked. They can go to nerdofgodcast.com, <laughs> and uh, they can vote uh, at the time of this episode's airing. That poll will be live. Are we Let not us doing know. Twitter anymore? No, we're on all nerdofgodcast.com. Oh, yeah. yeah. Branded. Go to our site for everything. We didn't have to alienate people that weren't on Twitter. I mean, that's fine. I'm not mad at that. Yeah. Okay. I'm mad at you. I just wanted to make sure. It was Steven's idea. So, so it was the worst <laughs> thing ever. Um, so yes, go to our website, nerdogodcast.com, and place your votes. It will be up by the time you are hearing my voice right now. Unless you're listening to this like a year later, then this poll this poll is closed, <laughs> and you already know then what happened. Come see the ancient ruins of where Steven <laughs> used to reign. Skip to the next episode. Find before, out. before he became the ruler of Metropolis. What? I don't ruler? know. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, uh, this week it's Electra versus 2005's. Uh, uh, what do you call it? Fantastic Four. What do you guys think is gonna is worse? Electra Least is way worse. Electra. Which one? Electra, Electra for I, sure. Listen, I haven't seen Electra, and I'm going to agree with you. <laughs> you. There was one redeeming moment of Electra where she has where they, uh, it was ended, and you're no, like, hey, good. no, where they do, the, <laughs> where they did do she that. die at the end? You're like, okay, good. They have well, first off, she gets her costume because she never had her costume in the Daredevil movie, so she has her cool red Electra costume, mm. and then there's a moment where she like has this interaction with Ben Affleck where, as Daredevil. Oh, he's in the movie. No, they cut that scene out oh. <laughs> it was the one good scene wow. and they cut cut it from the movie so can't win them all yeah uh it was awful so it, vote. i mean electro without evanescence music is not electro at all exactly <laughs> can it even be electro nachos which sounds like a mexican food dish mm. sounds like a greek mexican food dish yeah <laughs> uh so vote fantastic four or electra which one is the worst thing ever 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 <laughs> All right, and we are we are back with a season five exclusive here on the Nerd of Godcast, and we uh, we're going to a random encounter, you guys. Woo-wee. So we're going to go to the Nerd of Godcast hotline, and we're going to see who is there waiting to talk to us. Sir, we're receiving a hail. Caller, you are on the air. What's your name, and where are you from? My name is Gabby, and I'm from West Palm Beach, Florida. Hey. Gabby Hi, from Gabby. West Palm Beach. Now, we know Gabby because we met her at Megacon, and we you might know her better as California Blends, one of the yes. most talented, <laughs> amazing artists in all of Artist Alley. Gabby, how are you doing? I'm doing awesome. Good. Welcome to the Nerd of Godcast. The entire Thanks crew is here. Me. Yeah, definitely. Now, now I, I'm not usually wowed to the point where I'm ready to exchange hard-earned legal tender for artwork. <laughs> but Gabby is such an amazing artist that when we were at MegaCon, I, I bought not one but two of her paintings yeah. because she's yes. so good. Uh, Thank you. <laughs> now, now, how long have you been painting, Gabby? I have been painting since 2015, but I've been drawing since I was about six years old. That's really cool, and you're you're amazing. Your style is Thank so you. cool. Uh, what's your What's your favorite kind of thing to draw? I love to draw Spider Man and Black Panther. Yes. yes, you had a really cool Black Panther. I remember it was like, is that the one that was like? Yeah, mm-hmm, it was all like bedazzled yeah. and stuff. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Super cool. Now, the first thing that I noticed that you did, the first painting that I saw that really caught my attention when I was walking by your booth was your Stranger Things one with the with the lights on it, the Christmas lights on it. Yes. Yeah, that yes. one was really awesome. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. Very, very cool. Now, now I didn't realize this when we met you at the convention, but you just graduated high school. What? Yes. Get it, girl? That's You've really done so a lot. So much more talented than yes, the rest of us. <laughs> so that's really cool. So now now people can find you on all the social media stuff at California Blends. Where did that name come from? Well, in the sixth grade, uh, we had a science class, and we created a toothpaste, and I came up with the name for it. And then I just started using that name on Instagram, California <laughs> Blends. So you're, <laughs> so you're named California after blends. a fake toothpaste. 
That's awesome. Yeah. So fresh, so clean. <laughs> it co- it comes off as way cooler than that, but I'm glad that we got the behind the music on on your That's name, amazing. California Blend. Yeah. Now, one of the coolest things that you've done, and I'm so sorry that I'm kind of geeking out right now because I'm a huge fan. Um, one of the things that you did, and I watched it for 30 minutes, a half an hour of my life belonged to you this week because I sat and watched your Bob Ross tribute on YouTube. Oh, wow. If you want to have like this tranquil, chill moment, like watch her for a half an hour, paint a picture of is it was Sailor Moon, right? Yes, that's correct. And and she's just like, and now we're gonna make this nice little paint swab here. It's just a nice little blue. Oh, that's and everything from like putting the name of the colors on the bottom of the screen. It was really what what inspired that. I've always been a fan of Bob Ross, and I just wanted to do something different for my YouTube channel just to bring in different viewers, and I just decided to do that. It was really, really cool. cool. We were cracking up watching it, man. I'm going to have to watch that. Please. Thank you. Yeah, you guys got to watch it. But you've done a lot of different things. Now, you went to to Supercon this week, right? Yes. Yes, I did. How was that? I've never been to Supercon before. It was awesome. There were so many cool cosplayers and artists that I got to meet. And I just had a fun time just attending my first comic convention instead uh-huh. of selling at one. <laughs> did you did you dress up? Yes, I did. I dressed up as Iron Spider and a Riverdale oh, cheerleader. Do you have pictures? Thank you. Do, you. do you have you have pictures on your Instagram or anything like that? Yes, I do. Now awesome. you wore Iron Spider to MegaCon also, yes. right? Correct. I remember seeing that. That was really cool. Uh, so now you, when when we went to MegaCon and we met you and we also got to meet your mom, is she kind of, uh, you're with you as always? Yes, she is. <laughs> oh, is there she is. Mama, Mama. Mama. Literally Mama, right there. how you doing? <laughs> now, your mom and I, we got along great. We hung out at MegaCon and she she kept coming back and picking up Jesus Loves You 3000 shirts. Aww, I'm wearing them all. Let us talk to, let us talk to Mama, Gabby. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> Hello. What's up, Mama? Hi, Mom. Hi, ready. how are you guys doing? Uh, doing great. It's great to talk to you again. How's things How's things treating you? Oh, absolutely wonderful. God is good. Yes, Amen. he is. Amen. Amen. All the time. I wore my T-shirt to uh, Florida Supercon as well. Yeah. Very cool. Yes. Hey, represent, represent, Mommy. represent. Thank you so much for being an awesome mom and supporting your daughter. I mean, when she's so young and and you've just poured so much good stuff into her. It's really, really obvious. She's you can so see talented. the the fruit of of a good mom, lo- yeah. loving and leading and living, and that's really, really awesome. Thank you for indulging her talent and her nerdiness. <laughs> oh, bless you guys for saying so. Bless you guys. Thank you, Mama. Pleasure meeting people like you. Praise uh, God. Thank you. Praise oh. God. So, Gabby. <laughs> Yes, Gabby. So, if, if, so tell us a little bit about kind of what inspires you when you when you decide you want to do a painting. Because like right now they're sitting around the table, everybody's looking at your Instagram, and that's California blends one word, right? Yes. So California, like the state, blends like B L E N D S, like the blend. Oh, is it blend? Yes. yes. Blend. Oh yeah, amazing. California blend. So uh, you know, California. So like the fake toothpaste, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. And they're looking up your stuff and geeking out. I love your Spider Man and Mysterio. Oh, thank you. I just finished that. Did, yeah. did you see Spider-Man Far From Home? Yes, I did. I really enjoyed Mysterio. So that's kind of what brings about my artwork. Whenever I see a movie or a TV show or read a comic book and I fall in love with that character and the story, I just try to imagine different scenarios and then create that in painting. So that's no, what I One of the ones that I almost, I wanted to buy and uh, I went on your website and I am this, it's kind of like in my targets was your comic book style Mysterio that you did, which was oh, so yeah. great. 
Mm-hmm. And I have a really hard time because I'll go and I'll look and I'll be like, well, I want that one and I want that one and I want that one. <laughs> you you did one. You did a video where you showed um, drawing the Jasmine and Aladdin. You kind yeah, of showed I was your just watching that, that video. video. Yes. So cool. And your style is so amazing. Like it's so refreshing to to check mm-hmm. out. Um, do you, what do you guys see that you, you like? Any of her artwork that's jumping Dude, out at you? This this. Uh, this Iron Man with like the 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 oh. cosmic Iron Man, the one the one from um, like Endgame from Infinity War. And Infinity Endgame, War, which is like the wings. Oh, dude, Real. that looks so oh, good. Yeah. It looks so good. It the is, shading on like his face. It's amazing. It's Back amazing. In that oh, Wonder goodness. Woman. The Wonder in that Wonder, Wonder Woman, great. Oh my gosh, where's the Girl, Wonder the, Woman? The, I need hair, to see the detail on the hair is fantastic. I know we're an audio podcast, so we're geeking out right now. So you guys jump on Instagram yeah, while you're listening. Venom oh, looks miles. so cool. You have Miles. Run yeah, over to Instagram. Isn't that Star Lord awesome? That like neon oh, dream yeah. Star Lord. California Blend oh. on Instagram. Spider California Ham. Blend on YouTube. Check her out. Um, yes, yeah, so many great things, and I love the Disney oh. stuff. Um, oh, so, yeah. You see the Power Rangers, Steven? Oh, so wow, good. that one woman is amazing. Power Rangers, Power Rangers wow. are cool. It's, like that, it's farther down. It's like the helmets. It looks really nice. So I bought a, I bought the, a Batman, and I bought the Cave of Wonders. <laughs> Those were the ones that I got at MegaCon. Oh, yeah. Super cool. Uh, so so what's your next thing? Do you have any big projects that are on the uh, on the horizon that we can look out for, Gabby? Um, for this fall, I'm currently about to go to college. Oh. So I'm hey. thinking about going to um, maybe the brew house gallery and just have my art up in the gallery for three months while I'm away at college. Nice. But Aww. as of right now, I'm just looking forward to Megacon for 2020. Yep. We Love are, uh, we're signed. I know I saw someone, the, the Spider-Man noir with the Rubik's cube. Oh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. That's a great piece. <laughs> yeah. Where are you going to college, Gabby? Savannah college of art and design. You're going to SCAD. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Awesome. That is awesome. So I grew up not too far from Savannah. I grew up right across the river in Hilton Head, South Carolina. And um, man, that's a great, great place to be from. There's such a cool art scene there. There's amazing food and culture there. It's the oldest standing city in the South. So you're going to have a blast. What an awesome experience for you. That's really, really cool. Thank you. Really awesome. Well, we're so thankful that you took some time to be with us on the show. Is there anything else that we need to know about you, some like hidden gem of your personality or your talent or some secret uh, that you can reveal to us? Um, Well, if you look on the back of each of my paintings, there'll be a scripture for the more recent ones. It'll say John 316. I just like to include that on the back of my paintings because I feel like it sums up Christianity and everything you need to know about it. Man, that's awesome, Gabby. <laughs> Another one of the reasons you're our favorite. Yeah. Thank yes. you. So we're going to be doing this new thing, and I hope that you can you can join in with this challenge, Gabby. We're, we're revealing this for the very first time, and, and I'm really, really glad that you're here for this. We're going to be doing a thing on our podcast, and it's called a ping pong art show. So what what I have here is I have four big buckets and they're filled with ping pong balls and each one has something written on it submitted by our listeners. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to shake a ping pong ball out of each of these buckets and then we're going to challenge our listeners to draw a picture of whatever the ping pong oh. balls decide. And I, I hope maybe you can jump in on that with us and, and you know, you can tag Nerd of Godcast at it. Uh, and, and we'll see what the amazing California blend, uh, as well as all the rest of our listeners. I know that official Ness EJ Nieves is going to be a part of it. Uh, some other artists that are our listeners. But uh, Gabby, you're here for the very first one. So uh, would you like to be a part of this with us? Yes. Awesome. I like that. All right. So we're going to shake our first bucket of ping pong balls here. At least, Marty, hold your hand out. I'm just going to pour it right into your hand. Maybe one will come out. Maybe. This is untested shake more. Untested shake, technology. Shake, shake Sonorta. <laughs> shake it all the time. Untested we'll just open it and tech I'll, here. I'll pull one all out. right. This is supposed to I've designed this to work. Flaw. Oh, there it is. 
Grab it. Grab it. Okay. All right. Okay. We have Hank Hill. Hank Hill. <laughs> Hank Hill, Hill and her style. Hank Hill from from King of the Hill. All right. Oh. These are random. <laughs> and what is Hank Hill going to be doing? Oh, We're going to shake this one, one out. We got another ping pong ball here. Hank Hill is going to be crawling <laughs> in his skin. Oh, my god. His wounds. What? They will not feel. And th these are random, the all right? Don't look at me. Look at the ball. <laughs> Hank Hill is going to be crawling with a uh, with an ocarina. Ocarina. <laughs> <laughs> it's from Zelda. It's like a it's like a looks like a bagpipe, but it's a flute. And uh, with the Rock. So <laughs> this is really random. <laughs> so we got Hank Hill and the Rock crawling for an ocarina. Wait, Dwayne Johnson or Peter? Either way, uh, Hank Hill and The Rock crawl. Now, this is completely random. That's why it's a ping pong art gallery. We don't expect it to be like you know something typical. It's not Spider Man fighting Doc Ock. <laughs> this is completely goofy random. So Hank Hill and The Rock crawling after an ocarina. So all of those elements have to somehow be in this picture. I don't know how, but let the artistic geniuses do their thing. Hopefully, this is probably not the kind of thing you want to put on your Instagram, but you can definitely send it to us so uh, we can put it in our gallery. We hope all of our listeners will draw these pictures. Scan it, snap a, uh, a, a snapshot of it, and email it to us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. Gabby, California Blend, thank you so much for being with us on the show tonight. Thanks for having me. Good Yay. luck in college, and uh, we definitely want to want to stay in touch with you. Everybody can follow you at California Blend across all the social medias. Yes. All right. Well, good Yay. luck. God bless you, and uh, tell your mom we love her. Thank you. Bye. We love you too. Have a great Bye. night, Gabby. Bye. California Bye. Blend, everybody. Woo! All right, so uh, now we're going to take a quick break. Now, I have two guys here, Stephen Salisbury Hi. and Quentin Neff. Me. And you guys are uh, one week away. Oh, yeah. But uh, yeah. The, the day that this episode releases, we are going to be taking, uh, you guys are going to be taking a test for your ministry license. Yes. Yeah. So, like, well, you will come away from that test, I'm sure, when you pass with Flying Colors, as uh, and and subsequent to your interview, uh, as the Reverend Stephen Salisbury. Oh, that's weird to hear. And and really? yeah, that's weird. To like hear. you will you will be you will have your exhorters level credential, which is basically it's baby step uh, of, mm -hmm. in, into ministry. But you will be well on your way. So, man, congratulations in advance to you guys. Uh, we're excited. We're, we're praying for you. Our listeners are praying for you, mm -hmm. uh, of course. Uh, but what we want to do is we're going to give you one of your ministry tests right here, right now. <laughs> so what cool. we're going to do is. I'm going to give you guys five minutes. I'm going to excuse you from the room. You guys are welcome to leave. Uh, excuse you from the room, and I'm going to give you a topic, and you guys are going to have to come back and give a mini spiritual sermon on this topic. Are you guys ready? Together or separately? Uh, separately. Okay. So this you is a tag team. This thing. Nope. This is a segment that we have called "Will It Preach." <laughs> All right. So you guys, you can come back in. I'm going to give you guys five minutes to go out and talk about the, uh, to to figure this out. Uh, don't Google search. You can use it. You, use your phones for Bible verses and stuff like that. But don't Google search other people's devotions uh, or anything like that. I would never plagiarize. So come back in one at a time. We'll have you guys come in, do a real quick uh, couple minutes of your of your devotion. And we can write no. We'll see. Hey, you can write anything you want to on that. Okay. Just no cheating. Okay. Uh, all right. You guys feeling good? Yeah. All right, you guys have five minutes to prepare this. Uh, your topic is the television show Stranger Things. Oh. Take a step out and see if it'll preach. All right. Bye, guys. Glad that's not me. Yeah. And while they're gone, 
we'll we'll go ahead with our conversation, spiritual stuff. So the, one of the reasons that we're talking about Stranger Things is uh, we just got back from youth camp. Yes. Mm-hmm. Got to spend a couple weeks out there. Steven was out there the past week. Neff was out there for three weeks. God bless him. For kids camp, <laughs> middle school camp, and high school camp. I was just there for middle school and high school. That sounds smelly. It was. Uh, <laughs> I bet it was. It was interesting. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but but at our camp here, one of the things that's unique about the, the Church of God youth camp in Florida is that every year it has a big theme. It's mm-hmm. themed out. It's not something abstract like, um, you know, action or forward or, you know, next level camp or something like that. We actually pull out a theatrical theme and produce a really big show. So every night there is a, a drama. There's a story that leads into the messages. The whole mm-hmm. thing kind of themes through the entire week. So so the students are watching and engaging with characters and there's a developing plot that happens. This year it was called The Expedition. So it was based on sort of a reality show of a bunch of people that get shipwrecked on an island and they've got to survive, get to the center of the island um, as a competition. But things, of course, go awry and there's peril at every turn. So the entire stage, it was really cool. Um, it was built, there was in kind of an island, a freestanding island out in the middle of the tabernacle, the middle of the sanctuary that connected to the main stage with this actual like hanging suspension bridge, mm-hmm. like very Indiana Jones, very cool. And then on the stage was this like 18 foot tall massive like temple like this ancient looking temple with the vines i mean it looks straight up at indiana jones yeah this wasn't like just something painted on cardboard this was actually like this really it it was legitimately like a hollywood level set really cool nice and they did this awesome story every night about um these people that were challenging each other and they were fighting to the death and they were trying to overcome all these obstacles and it was a really intense story it was really really amazing but we themed that whole thing out and one of the traditions that we have on the last night of youth camp is and the last night of senior high school camp is we'll reveal next year's camp theme uh so the kids are always kind of clamoring for it they're always waiting for it and never Mm -hmm. know what's going to happen and uh this year a a couple of the people in our camp committee um uh, and i'm I'm a part of that group we decided on a theme uh it was decided on a theme i kind of protested a little bit i was uh, i had some reservations about the theme that i voiced but um the, the masses held sway and they went ahead and chose this theme anyway. Now, it was the right move because when when they announced it, the place went up. You're talking 500 plus high schoolers that went absolutely nuts. I mean, it was just like they, they went bonkers. Mm-hmm. So as soon as the video, the promo video started playing, the place just erupted mm-hmm. and uh, they were screaming and it was it was it was a madhouse. It was really cool. The potential for it is. Uh, is definitely there, but also the potential for things to get a little dark and off the rails is there too, mm-hmm. because next year's camp is called the Upside Down, mm. uh, and it's definitely Stranger Things '80s Duffer Brothers inspired. Have yeah. you guys watched Stranger Things? Yes. I have. You never watched it. Why not? Um, I don't know. It's always just seemed a little extra dark and like unsettling to me. Something about it kind of just comes off a little creepy. That's kind of how I felt, because um, I didn't watch it when the first season initially came out. It took me some time before I actually like let myself kind of watch it because I get scared easily I don't like watching anything that's like right. scary or dark like it's not something that I really like but I figured I'd give it a shot and I ended up falling in love with it and the characters and their development what was it that that kind of alleviated, uh, alleviated your tension about it um the the kids honestly yeah. like just their their chemistry on screen and I think it was handled very well like I think they could have definitely gone a super dark horror way with it but they didn't quite do it like that like sure. it wasn't it wasn't so much scary as it was 
I mean, I even say thriller. I use that term loosely because okay. it, it didn't feel like that to me. And I'm usually very sensitive about that kind of stuff. I was nervous about it when it first came on because I thought, oh, this is going to be like super demon possession. Yeah. Awful stuff. It was a little more sci-fi than yeah. like spiritual uh, until season two. And in season two, they got a little bit darker. There was one moment that definitely looked very demon possessy. Yes. Although it wasn't, that wasn't the way they explained it. That was kind of the vibe you got. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any of season three? I've watched all of it. Okay, you watched all yeah. of it. So I'm only, I've only watched two episodes of season mm-hmm. three. But at the end of each episode that I've watched, again, which only two of them, of, of eight, I went, oh, this is our camp theme next year, you guys. Yeah. This is really dark. This is really dark. And I, I get nervous about that kind of stuff because you guys know how I am. I'm, I'm probably a little bit too cautious about certain things. Uh, I'm the guy that still holds out on Harry Potter while the rest of the world is getting their Quidditch on, right? Mm. But um, when this is happening, I'm going, like, maybe it's possible. And, I, again, I was kind of hesitant from it from the beginning, but it's like we may have hitched our wagon to the wrong, the wrong uh, Depend- horse here. Depending on how they handle it. It could be very good for our students, but there's a lot of potential for it to not be good. Yeah, what do you what do you think, Lisa? Marie? You got a little a uh, little tension in your face there. No, I I mean, I don't know if I'm looking at it the wrong way. I just feel like I think of parents and I think about parents sending their kids to camp. You're gonna, I'm they're sending them. I'm assuming for the most part under the desire for them to kind Come of go, closer to Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> and grow spiritually. So I'm thinking any parents that are familiar with stranger things or unfamiliar like me mm-hmm. and they're just going oh it seems kind of dark and morbid they're going to look at this theme and they're going to go just you know i don't know about that i don't know if that's what i want my kid going into so mm-hmm. i'm just i'm worried about it's, the outside perspectives yeah you know i wouldn't send my kid to a stranger things camp right I, I think it just it depends on how they handle it and i trust and believe because you are on the board that you will make sure <laughs> you greatly overestimate my influence, <laughs> to be sure. Or at least you would at least make the voice heard. And I honest, I, I, I trust that they would obviously keep what's best for our kids in mind. Yeah. So uh, that would I think be there's hope. a lot of potential to do good with the theming. Now, we have three weeks of camp. There's an elementary school, middle school, and a high school. I don't know how they're going to do it Stranger things is going to be elementary school? They're not going to do it for the elementary okay, school. I just good. wanted to clarify that. The okay. elementary school will have a, a separate theme, which we've done before. Like Smart. We've, yeah, we've done other ones where the kids have had one theme and the middle school, high school have done another. That's but good. I'm even nervous a little bit about the middle schoolers. I think about like little tiny sixth graders. They're little babies, you know, going in there. That could be a little scary for them. So hopefully- some of them could be pretty sheltered. The creative team will handle it, I'm sure, with tact and with mm-hmm. grace. Um, that I'm, I'm confident they're not going to go down murder lane or anything like that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's interesting how sometimes we can give a little bit of caution to something mm-hmm. um, when it kind of gets a little darker, a little shady. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're going to hear and see if Stranger Things can be somehow redeemed, somehow vindicated. And we're going to be doing that right now with our upcoming young ministers. I'm going to go look for them. Jackie's going to go, go find them. Knock some heads. Too slow. Too slow. We're fat, okay? Give us a second. <laughs> no. All right, coming back to the table now is the big man Quentin Gregory Neff and Steve Ozaprimo. Um, we're gonna see if we can redeem Stranger Things in a segment that we call Will It Preach? Uh who wants to go first? I'll go first. Fantastic. Okay. Steven, you're up. Okay. All right, so if you guys remember, uh, let's look all the oh, way back. Wait, wait, I'm going to give you a time limit if that's okay. What's my time limit? Three minutes. Three minutes? Okay, that's more than enough. Go for it. Okay, 
So if, let's go all the way back to season one of Stranger Things, and we have four boys, uh, Dustin, Lucas, Mike, and Will, that are nerds, they're outcasts, they're looked down upon by their peers because they're weird, because they're nerds, because they're different. Um, us as Christians, we are different. We're in nerds as well, but we're different. We're outcasts. We're looked differently by the world. In fact, in 1 Peter 2.9, it says, uh, But you are not like that, for you are a chosen people, you are royal priest, a holy nation, a peculiar people. Uh, because we are peculiar, we are different, we are set apart by God. Now, while we're here on earth, we have the opportunity to be a blessing to others, much like uh, the characters on Stranger Things had the opportunity and the obligation to use their uniqueness and their gifts that they had been gifted with to save Hawkins, to save probably the world uh, based on what they knew how to do. Because we are peculiar people, it goes on to say in 1 Peter 2.9, it says that we <clears throat> now have the opportunity. Oh, I'm sorry. Forgive me. It says that we have the opportunity. Uh, it says, as a result, you can show others the goodness of God, for he called you out of the darkness and into his wonderful light. Because we are out of the darkness into the wonderful light, we can bring those same people that look down on us, that call us weird, that call us outcasts, because we're Christians. We have the opportunity to be a blessing to them based on what makes us unique and based on the gifts that we are given as well. Uh, we have the opportunity and the obligation to go out and be a light to this world. Just like the characters of Stranger Things went out and they saved Hawkins, we can go out and we can save the world. The okay. end. The end. The end. Solid. All righty. Uh, girls, I want you to go through, go ahead and write like a, a, one, a one to ten like review on that. Like kind of put that in your mind of what you would rank Steven's work. We're going to give some, some constructive scoring there. Um, Neff? You're up. As you start week three of my five-part Stranger Things series. Yes, indeed. Three minutes on the clock and go. So, uh, real quick, um, we're talking about the story of Stranger Things. Uh, over, It's a story that's spanned over three seasons. And, and each season, there's an overarching theme. Uh, you'll find that in each season, uh, these group of children turning into teenagers, you know, they're surrounded by their friends and their family. And they're faced with a challenge, and I think that in that, and usually it's some kind of monster or uh, evil government organization. Sometimes, in some cases, uh, but every time they face a challenge that they seem to not be able to face alone, and I think that's why when they come together, they're able to topple it. And their big key factor in, in the series is this character uh, named Eleven who has uh, more power than they do, and she seems to be the, the key factor in helping them with, with their overall victory at the end of each series. Um, in that same way, we look at ourselves, the way, the way we go through life when we face obstacles uh, or face times when we ourselves are, are feeling scared of certain situations. You know, we find ourselves in, in frightening situations where we're faced with those kinds of monsters. Uh, we don't have to fear them because we have our own eleven. You know, but someone who's even more powerful than Eleven. Uh, in the Bible, we see stories like Daniel in the lion's den, where where Daniel is cast into this pit uh, with these with these lions, and you think he, he obviously a very scary situation, but he puts his trust in God, and he comes out of there unharmed. Uh, you even see the disciples in the New Testament; uh, they're in a storm and, and and they don't trust God, and 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 they're, they're or they don't not that they don't trust God, but uh, Jesus is asleep and they're in the storm 
and they wake Jesus up and he stops the storm right there. And you see the power that God has and Jesus has in both the Old and New Testament to help them through these terrifying situations. And uh, in the Bible, it has other verses like uh, in Psalms 56.3. It says, When I am afraid, I will put my trust in you. And of course, uh, Psalms 3.24, where it says, When I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. God has never failed when we face adversity and trust in Him and His plan. Uh, And even when we're in turmoil, God is still there ready to destroy a Demogorgon or a Mind Flayer or whatever evil may come. And with faith just the size of a mustard seed, we can move mountains, but we have to trust God. And God will be there for us to help us through those dark times, even when our life is uh, upside down. All right. Good stuff, Neff. Uh, Ladies, who do you think has the advantage here? Give us uh, some pros and cons, honest reviews. They both have a lot of potential to be fleshed out into really good uh, series to build on. Good starting point. good solid. So ultimately, would you say that that given their subject matter, and obviously the limited time we take into account as well, but given their subject matter, that they were able to find redemptive messages yeah. uh, even in a strange thing? Yeah, I believe it. Very good. All right, great job, guys. Wait, Ooh. who won? This was the competition. Was it? We would love for you to let us know, <laughs> listeners, who you think got the edge. Let us know across all the uh, social medias. Uh, tweet to us. Uh, hashtag Will It Preach Stranger Things. Neff versus Steven, Volume That's One. That's a very long hashtag. Yeah, well, you know, it's intense. Um, you know, so so today we had a little bit of a devotion with our church staff, and 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 something struck out, stuck out to me that I wanted to talk about, and I didn't really think about it in the context of Stranger Things, but it it kind of does work like this because. In Stranger Things, there's this realm called the Upside Down, and it's sort of a mirror, bizarro version mm-hmm. of our regular world. So everything in the Upside Down is exactly like it is here, only dark and corrupted and, and cold. T- twisted and cold and, and with little particles floating in front of you, right? And monsters around every corner. Mm. Uh, but it, it looks just like where we are, except for it's the dark version. Mm-hmm. And uh, and sometimes, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes it seems like we can just kind of walk back and forth between these two worlds. These worlds where in one moment we're giving thanks to God, in one moment we're, we're on top of everything, in one moment we feel like we're champions, I'm on top, I'm a star, somebody bring me some ham, you know, like it's great. <laughs> and then in an alternate moment we find ourselves in our room, or in our place of work, or driving in our car, or wherever we are, and it's just like, what happened? Who turned the lights off? Why is why is everything so dark, and why do I feel so down about things right now? Like, sometimes circumstances change, sometimes our, our attitudes change. Um, God doesn't change, but it just seems in those moments, like, maybe, possibly, what happened? Like, well, how did we get to where we, we are? And I think that sometimes we manage to get things a little bit upside down for ourselves. Now, sometimes we cause these traps for ourselves when we uh, switch our values up. You know, like there'll be occasionally moments where we will um, will literally flip things upside down. Like what what should be on top goes on the bottom. So that becomes a, a lack of priorities or a lack of values. Like our, our time with Jesus should be the number one thing. Um, our relationship with God should be the, the tippy top of things. And we put that we lower that down the priority list and we find that things that should be less than 
then become more important. And and that's upside down. Uh, there there should be times when maybe th- something that's not good that we should, as, as Christians, as believers, say, that's not for me. And yet we let it kind of rise up to the top. And I think about the, the verse Isaiah chapter 5, verse 20, when it says, uh, Woe to them that call evil good and, and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Like when we take things that aren't good for us and we make them the, the biggest thing, least body. And I had a deal. I cheated on lease money uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, we had a an arrangement that we're not going to drink soda, and we had this thing going for a while. Lease I mean, money. I still have my going on until you gave me a sample of so, soda. Tonight. I had an arrangement with y'all like I didn't a year know and a half that ago. Was an arrangement. It was a thing that lease money and I were doing, and then I went to youth camp, lease money, where they just put soda in front of me all day, mm-hmm. every day. Yeah. And I'm fairly certain that I never drank anything during two weeks that wasn't soda. I felt terrible about it, but then there was a part of me that went, but soda is so good. (laughs) It's so tasty. And it was just kind of like I I made that thing okay because it was just what was there. And it was was, so I I knew I know that soda is not somehow better for me because I'm at camp. Soda is terrible for you. It's horrible. It tastes good, but I know it doesn't make me feel good. I know it doesn't make me happy or healthy or energetic or any of the good things. But man, I was like, I took what was what was evil and I made it good. I like made it okay because I'm at camp and there's soda here and I might as well just drink it, right? And I compromised on something that uh, I, I knew better then. So at least, buddy, I apologize. I'm sorry. I forgive you. So he Thank came you. back and made you drink new Coke. <laughs> now I feel better. <laughs> He's trying to taint. I knew it. Now we've all drank Coke and now we can start out fresh, 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 fresh start. Erase, erase, erase. Starting now. As a no podcast, soda. no soda. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. But but I think that sometimes we can do things like that where maybe it's some people, for some people, it's the music they listen to. It's the company that they keep. It's the, the habits that they find themselves into. It's the things that they look at. Um, and we find ourselves putting ourselves in these positions where it's like, all of a sudden, we're in the upside down. All of a sudden, we're in the dark version of our own world, doing the things that we know we shouldn't do. You know, and and you know, I think about the Apostle Paul. He's like, look, that thing that I I, I don't want to do, I do. That thing that I hate, I find myself loving. You know, and I, I love the thing that I and and it's this this strange temptation for us to get flipped upside down. So. I, I thought about this in the term, and this is what came from my devotion earlier today, was in, in 1 Kings chapter 18 and 19. Stephen, one of your favorite stories is in 1 Kings 18. Yes. It's Elijah. Yes, and the prophet's Baal. So he's oh, up yeah. on Mount Carmel, right? <laughs> and, he, and it's so, like, this is one of the greatest chapters in the Bible because Elijah not only does this great thing for God, right? Or God does this great thing for Elijah, I should say, where he shows up the and shows down with the prophets of Baal. Mm. Like beats them up down one one side oh, yeah. and down the other, but like, and then God shows up and does his thing. But Elijah's super sassy about it. Oh, he's yes. cocky about he's it. He's super cocky oh. about it. He's like, "Oh, where's your God? Maybe he's on the toilet. Maybe yeah. he's taking a little nappy poo." He's on vacation. And then he's like, "You know what? Y'all, y'all keep doing that. Let's get some water over here and douse this wood with water just to make it harder." And this whole thing was somebody's. Gonna, they're basically praying for rain because there's this terrible drought. So yes. the prophets of Baal are praying to their, you know, demon god, and and Elijah's like. Let's pray for, for God to do this thing. So they look up, at, even at the end of the chapter, he looks up, he's like, see a little cloud the size of a man's hand. There have been no clouds for forever, right? Because the rain wasn't coming. And Elijah gets all sassy. He's like, well, you better be on your way before the rain stops you. Like Elijah <laughs> was just such a baller, right? So it's a great chapter. It's what we would call like this tremendous victory for this man of God. And then immediately, chapter 19, you turn the page, you're in chapter 19, and Jezebel's like, well, we got to kill him now. And Elijah finds himself sitting under this tree 
this is what it says. I think it's in verse five. Um, as soon as he hears about this, uh, he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he asked that he might die saying, it's enough now, Lord, take away my life. I'm no better than my father's. Hmm. Like, dude, this guy literally went from the top to the upside down. Mm -hmm. Like he got upside down on himself really quick. God just did a thing and he was strutting. And then as soon as he turned around, he's like, okay, Lord, kill me now. Have you ever felt like that where you go from the top to the bottom like like you're on the rock and roller coaster? I, I misspelled the word vegetable. <laughs> <laughs> but, but spiritually, spiritually, you know, maybe it's those times when you're at youth camp and you just like, I feel Jesus in this uh, place, you know, and then you go home and all your goofy friends are still there and your parents are still annoying you and all of your bad habits are still waiting for you. I, I, t I tend to feel it mostly when I whether intentionally or unintentionally keep myself away from for lack of a better term like the light from godly things whether or not like i'm partaking in things that aren't of god or that are are, are anti-god is this when i'm not intentionally participating in things of god and it just I'm not trying to keep drawing it to stranger things but it just reminds me like in the first season when will is stuck in the upside down the longer he's there in the dark he gets weaker hmm. and the longer that we're away from the light when we're away from God and God's word and, and fellowship with believers and church and devotions and all of that good stuff, we're spiritually weakening ourselves. Sure. And I always feel like whenever I get the most down or I feel like I'm the most like away from God is when I've been well, away really from God. Been the most yeah, yeah. Away like from God. That, that's whenever I feel like I'm the most down about myself is when even if I don't realize like, wow, like I've been busy the past month. You know, why do I feel like this? Oh, maybe it's because you haven't read your Bible all that much because you've been mm -hmm. so busy. You haven't you haven't made a priority of it yep. because you've been so worried about everything else. And that thing that's supposed to be on the top is now yes. on the bottom and mm -hmm. everything is literally upside, upside down. Exactly. And, that's, and that's the thing. Like Elijah went from being this dude like who was out there being bad of the bone to being totally upside down and a victim of his own fear. I don't, and I don't know. Is it fear? Is it is feeling of inadequacies? He's comparing himself to I'm no better than my father's. You know, whatever his deal was, like it pulled his luggage up, man, like he was at bag claim at MCO, you know what I'm saying? It was just like, uh, like, like, bro, it, it pulled his ticket quick. Yeah. But you know what I love so much about this? I'm gonna let me let me pull out my, my Bible here because I, I didn't even plan on talking about this this much. But um, <laughs> if you'll indulge me as we look at God's word real quick, um, so he's under this tree and he's like, okay, God, come kill me now because uh, clearly this isn't going my way. And uh, an angel touched him and he said, arise and eat. Now, first off, you ever have a bad day and then you have a snack and all of a sudden you just kind of feel a little bit magically better? Food yeah. usually makes it. You're better. never you when you're hungry. <laughs> the, Lord, the Lord knows. The Lord knows. He's like, you know what? You need a snack. So, so get up and let's have a little bite. So he says, arise and eat. And he looked and behold, there was at his head cake baked on hot stones and a jar of water. And he ate and drank and he laid down again. Mm. Because God you knows. Just need to eat and take a nap. You got to eat and take a nap, right? The Lord right. knows. Now this is this is so the, the angel of the Lord. The angel of the Lord came again a second time, and touched him and said, "Get up and eat, for the journey is too great for you." So you know, like like God wasn't even mad that he just ate and went back to sleep. God wasn't even mad. Like the angel came back a second. He's like, "I'm going to come back a little bit later. You need this moment." Hmm. That's such ministry, dude. Like. God didn't say, get up and go back, and then we'll talk. God came out to under the broom tree and sent ministry to... He, God came to the upside down. And that's just a snapshot of Jesus, isn't it? God came to the upside down to where Elijah was, and he ministered to him in his upside down condition. So Elijah, he got up and he rose and he ate and drank, and he went in the strength of that food for 40 days and 40 nights to whore up the Mount of God. 
And then he came to a cave, he lodged in it, and behold, the word of the Lord came to him. And I love this. Pay attention to this. He said, the word came and said, what are you doing here, Elijah? And Elijah said, I've been very jealous for the Lord God of hosts. The people of Israel have forsaken your covenant, thrown down your altars, killed your prophets with a sword, and I, even I only, am left. And they seek my life to take it away. And the Lord said, go out and stand on the mountain before the Lord. And behold, the Lord passed by. And I love this. God is so dramatic, right? This is so powerful. Listen to this. This is, I mean, I, this is beautiful. The Lord passed by in the middle of Elijah's worst moment of fear and doubt, in the middle of his greatest moment of dread and, and intimidation and trepidation. Check out God's style here. The Lord passed by and a great strong wind tore the mountains and broke in pieces the rocks before the Lord. But the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake. But the Lord was not in the earthquake. After the earthquake, a fire. But the Lord was not in the fire. And after the fire, the sound of a low whisper. And Elijah heard it. And he wrapped his face in his cloak, and he went out and stood by the entrance of the cave. And behold, there came a voice to him, saying, What are you doing here, Elijah? The same question again. The raging fire, the earthquake, the mighty wind, the storms. But that wasn't God. God was in that whisper. What are you doing here? When you find yourself in the upside down, the first thing you have to ask yourself is, what am I doing here? This isn't where I belong and this isn't what I was made for. God, in all the tumultuousness that's around you, God is not in the earthquake. He's not in the fire. He's not in the storm. He's in the whisper saying, what are you doing here? So God refilled him with food because God ministers to us in the upside down. Mm -hmm. God caused him to rethink his position by asking him, what are you doing here, Elijah? God calls him into his presence. He, he calls him to regroup, come to the mountain of God, come into my presence, experience the power but also experience my presence. What are you doing here, Elijah? And if you read on, God God brings somebody to help him. God brings a helper because uh, right after this, Elijah goes and finds Elisha mm -hmm. in uh, what would be one of the most confusing uh, tag team name exchanges <laughs> in the entire Bible. Uh, but Elijah goes and finds Elisha, who would not only be a helper to him, but be a friend to him and ultimately be a successor for him. See, just like you said, Stephen, when Will is in the Upside Down, he's not alone. He's got Mike, and he's got Eleven, and he's got Dustin, and they're, they're, they're coming after him. You know what I mean? They're looking for him. They're trying to find a way to get back. Jesus is doing that. You know, So don't go through your Upside Down alone. Know that God is coming to you. God is there, there to nourish you, to help you reevaluate your situations, and to ultimately lead you out. You got people around you that love Jesus. Let them help you figure out which way is up from down. And uh, don't live, don't live upside down, but get things right because that's where God wants you to be. Why are you here? What are you doing here? Final thoughts? Something that um, also makes me think that when you mentioned the, um, 
eat something and take a nap. Yeah, girl. Um, that ministers to me a lot because sometimes I find myself so busy doing things that I forget to take time alone and rest yeah. and recharge and recuperate because some that's what we need to do. Yeah. Um, I have the tendency to run myself ragged, so sometimes <laughs> I need to eat and take a nap. Good girl. Well, Spiritually. is anybody hungry and tired? Yes. Yes. All right, well, let's not be upside down on this tonight. <laughs> let's call it a night while we still have enough energy and while Wawa is still serving uh, hot sandwiches. And, um, and man, I'm so thankful for you guys. Uh, there's times when I feel upside down, and you guys are there for me. Uh, can I just give a little special thanks? Lise Mati, there's been times when I felt very upside down, and you've been a very good friend in, in helping me find true north from times. Thank you for being one of the great encouragers in my life. Thing. I, I mean that. I don't. I'm making a face. You guys can't see it, but it's like an oh, stop. <laughs> no, I mean that. And uh, at one I time or an, every single person around this table, man, at one time or another, um, has has held held me up um, when when I needed it most. So thank you guys, man. You, you're you're treasures to me, uh, all of you guys. And uh, it would be my humble privilege if I if I ever had the opportunity to be that for you. So um, ditto. Yeah. So connect with us on the right side up, nerdofgodcast.com. Hang out with us across all those socials. Let us know uh, the moments in your life when maybe you felt upside down and what God did and what he spoke to you to get you right side up. And if you are feeling upside down right now, uh, just know we will be your mic and we will be your Dustin and we will be your Eleven and we will uh, be your Max and we will be your Steve. Lucas. And we will be your Lucas and we we will be your Hopper. We will keep the Christmas lights on for you, I'll because <laughs> because we uh we as long as they're not fake Nilla wafers. Uh, <laughs> oh man, these aren't real Nilla wafers. We love you guys. We bless you guys. Thank you for being part of the Nerd of God Squad. Uh, for the Nerd of God Cast, uh, Stevo Supremo, Sayonara. Nick the Engineer, Goodbye. Jackie freaking Wilson, Bye. Lovely Lady Lee Smotty, Make good choices. And last but not least, Quentin Gregory Neff. Spell vegetable. Spell vegetable. V e g e t a b l e. You did it. You are your daughter. God cast spelling bee champion. I immediately learned how to spell it, so I would never have that problem ever. Did I ever tell you the story about when I had to learn the the lines to "Endless Love" at karaoke? Yes. I'll tell you. I'll tell you later. Until next time, I'm Tony T. We ain't got to go home, but we can't stay here. God bless your ministry. Thank you. Yes, it was the 1550s. <laughs> 1550. You didn't expect that, did you? No Nobody expects expect the Spanish, Spanish Inquisition. Inquisition. You guys are so weird. <laughs> My heart.